Premier Jason Kenney, and yes, he is still the uh, Premier, um, before going into caucus today, or as he went into caucus today, apparently he was greeted with a standing ovation, um, and he's giving a speech talking about, you know, the future and inflation and oil and pipelines and all it's, it's kind of strange. I'm not, I'm not sure. We know he's staying on until a new leader has been named. Um, what's it going to look like in the interim? Will he run for the new leader? I, I, I don't know. Still a lot of questions. Hopefully we get somebody can pin him down. Oh, and I should mention, he's going to be on the air doing your province, your premier tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So ask him. Somebody call him and ask him, what are your plans? In the meantime, we do know the plans of Danielle Smith. Our old friend Danielle announcing yesterday that she is in and running for leadership of the UCP party. We expected that she might, and now it's been confirmed. Danielle, thanks for joining us. Good to talk again. It's been well, a while. My pleasure. It has been. It's just like old times. Nice to talk to you again, <laughs> uh, Yeah, your announcement yesterday, I mean, you made it pre- pretty clear your intentions going back a while ago. First of all, just give us your take on what happened on Wednesday with the 51.4%. Were you surprised by that? And do you think Kenny made the right decision in saying, you know, that's just just not enough for me to carry on. You know, I, I thought he was, I, I went on the air um, on a podcast saying I thought it was going to be 43%. So I was expecting him to actually get a lower level of support. I've been traveling the province quite a bit over the last number of months, and I've seen this groundswell of anger. And I think the, the Premier and the Premier's team misjudged j- just how betrayed Albertans feel and how hurt people feel and how much they want an apology and they're just not getting it. So the fact that he got 51%, I, I suppose, surprised me. I thought, he, I thought because he'd been setting the table to stay, if he got uh, over 50%, I, I actually was initially expecting that he'd, he'd say he would stay on. I, I think he's done the right thing, realizing that that amount of division is just too much to overcome. And so um, he made the announcement that night that he was going to go. Um, it could well be now that those who, who wanted him to leave, are, are, are uh, they're angry that he's, he's staying around and, until the, uh, the new leadership is chosen. But that, again, is not all that unusual in the tradition. Yes, it's happened. Party. Before, yeah. So going back to Don Getty, and uh, I don't know how. Um, I, I think the only one was uh, Alison Redford, who who left immediately. The challenge when you when you replace a leader in a governing party is they instantly become premier. Yeah. And when you look at that caucus, the ones that have the most profile and most expertise are probably ones who are going to run for the replacement leader. So Travis Taves and Raja Ansani and uh, Doug Schweitzer and Sonia Savage, I think these would all be excellent candidates for leadership. And so by trying to have an interim leader, you end up perhaps blocking out some of your best candidates for running. So I could argue it either way. I, I, I just said I'd, I'd leave it to caucus to decide, and that was the decision that they made. Yeah. And keep in mind, the premier's only go, going to be in the legislature, I think, for two more weeks. There's a little bit of his legislative session to wrap up. Then we're into summer, and we don't go back into session until October. And I'd fully expect that the leadership race would be wrapped up by then. So I'm, I'm not too fussed about yeah, it. Do you, do you have any idea on a timeline, uh, Danielle? I mean, obviously, the sooner the better, I would think, for the party's purposes. Um, when do you want to see this done by? I think it has to be done, and the new leader has to be in place by the time we go back into session in the fall, which is normally the last week of October, because if we're going to see an election at the end of November, a general election, there needs to be two full legislative terms for the new leader to put their stamp on the party and to show the direction. So you get a first chance of doing that with the fall economic update and the fall legislative session. You get a second chance to do that in the spring with a, because you have to start planning as well for what the, the, the new budget is is going to be so that you can show what the new direction of the government is going to be. So I would anticipate they couldn't go much longer than the, the beginning of October. 
and so that they're they're ready and uh, uh, to to go with the with the new leadership and a new team as soon as the legislature reopens. The other thing they'd be, I guess, working around is the federal leadership contest. Yeah. But at the federal level, they have a mail-in ballot, and they have to have all the lead, all the memberships sold by June the third. So I'm not sure that the federal contest should really affect the timing of our contest here. It's, you can't really do too much more in the way of organizing once that leadership, once that the, those memberships sell. So or once the membership cutoff happens. So it could be it could be around the same time. It could be in, it could be could be in September. When I look at the last couple of leadership races, they've been about three to four months. So that's what I would hope to see. Um, Danielle, what's the vision that you have for the UCP party? The question a lot of people are asking right now is there can there be a united Conservative Party in Alberta anymore? Fifty one point four percent couldn't be any clearer. The caucus is split, the province is split. Do you still hold out hope that there can be one united conservative voice in the province of Alberta? Are those days gone? I sure do. I mean, I, I took a lot of heat for my decision to, to try to unify the party the wrong way when Jim Prentice and I tried to do it in 2014. But And, you know, we can all argue about whether it could have turned out differently if we hadn't made that decision. As it turned out, we both got uh, lambasted by the public for it. But what the reality is today is that the left is unified under the NDP and under Rachel Motley and is formidable. And she's been polling at 40 to 45 percent all the way through the last three years. And so if you if we see this movement break apart, it just means we'll see an NDP government. Yeah. And so I don't want to see that. Brian Jean doesn't want to see that. In the in Saskatchewan, I've, I've noticed that the brand new party has started up. Saskatchewan United, they're calling it. So you are seeing the conservative movement fracture there. I think if the premier hadn't made the decision to step down, we would be following the same track. So I think both Brian and I want to do what we can to keep the movement together because uh, we've had one term, an NDP government. For a lot of the people I talk to, one term is enough. They, they don't want to see them come back. And so that's part of the reason why I've decided to put my name in is I, I think I can, uh, certainly in Southern Alberta and the uh, the great friendships I've made over the years in both the PC party legacy party and the wild rose legacy party. I think I can, I can play a role in trying to keep the, the vote from splitting and the, and the party from dividing. Um, and Daniel, what's the plan? Okay. If Daniel Smith does not win leadership of this party in the fall or wherever it may happen, is that it? Does it all no, go away? Oh, no, or I'm, are you going to stay on and be a good team player in the UCP, whoever's running it? One hundred percent. I mean, the nice part about a leadership contest, as we can see at the federal level, is it it brings out a lot of different ideas so that you can have robust debate, and that is a really healthy process. I'm hearing that they've they've sold more memberships at the federal level than they ever have, and that's what we need to do. I I would hope we have ten candidates in. We've sold twenty thousand memberships. We have a a robust discussion about the future of Alberta, and then in the end, we'll we'll have a consensus about what the United Conservative Party vision should be. I've already said I want to run in Livingston. Cloud. I've started my campaign down here. I'll be running regardless. Um, I've even talked to Brian G and I said, hey, let the best person win. And if you win, I'd be happy to serve under you. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to be in because I think one of the issues that we face with this UCP caucus is they're all pretty green and they don't have much experience. And so someone who's a little, uh, little older, a little more experienced in the role might be able to, to help provide some caucus leadership as well so we can get a better balance. I think that's one of the well, things that's been missing over the last few years is is the voice of the grassroots MLA, and that's another reason I want to I want to be back in there. On the other side of that question, Danielle, you've got you and you've got Brian Jean. You know, you've got ties to the Wild Rose and, and then history with the Wild Rose Party. Do you need? I mean, Jason Kenney calls it the progressive, the more centrist wing of the party that seems to be at war right now. Um, you've got you and Brian on the one side. I would say, do you hope 
um, that you see more voices from the other side so this can once and for all be settled as to which direction the UCP wants to go? I, I hope we see a lot of voices in this race. I mean, my, I started off as a progressive conservative. I was the campus club president at the U of C in 1992, and I stayed a progressive conservative all the way up till 2008 when I thought that they went off the rails. And so I've got I've got great friendships among my PC friends, great friendships among my Wild Rose friends, and I was delighted at the at the convention to see that there's a real cordiality and a, I think a real unification that's happened at the grassroots member uh, membership level. But I think that the the leadership in the last couple of years just might not have been uh, paying as close attention to the grassroots voice as as he needed to, and that's part of the reason he, he got himself into trouble. So I think the party in itself is the right vehicle, and now we just need to make sure that we've got some um, some experienced MLAs who are in there to show some leadership of, among the, the the grassroots and among their their caucus colleagues, and then we'll see who the new leader would be. I mean, I I think if you want the truth about where we need to go. One of the big problems, everyone talks about the COVID response, and that was certainly one mm-hmm. problem, that you can't, you can't go out and say, we'll never have vaccine passports, no way, no how, we're amending the vaccine act so that there's no vaccine mandates, and then bring in vaccine mandates. I think that that was just a step too far, a little bit too late in the process, when people were looking at what was happening down in Florida and South Dakota and Texas and saying, well, they're actually going in a different direction. Why aren't we? So I think certainly that's one problem. But the bigger problem is that we expected that we were going to see some action after the equalization vote, that we were going to get really tough with Justin Trudeau. And I'm I'm glad to see the Premier's been fighting these things through the courts. We need to start implementing some of that agenda to to take back our autonomy. The federal government keeps on pushing itself into our areas of jurisdiction, and we don't push back. We, we've got to push back. And so I think that that's going to form a, a very strong part of not only my campaign, but the campaign of some of the other leadership candidates. Yeah, I think that'll, that'll be a bedrock platform playing for sure. Danielle, we are out of time, unfortunately, but I appreciate you joining us. And we'll do this again as the leadership race goes along. Always nice to chat. My pleasure. You bet. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Danielle. That is Danielle Smith. Um, who has announced that she is in. She's in the running for leadership of the UCP, along with Brian Jean. Those are our two confirmed candidates to this point.